up, everybody? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Team Chat Podcast, a weekly video game show where we talk about games, the ones we love, the ones we hate, and everything in between. New episodes come out on Tuesdays, 9 a.m. Central Time, and you can listen to those on podcast services around the World Wide Web, such as Apple Podcasts, iHeart, not iHeart Radio. I've got something i got to fix with iHeart Radio, a little bit of problem with the feed there. So if you are on a iHeart Radio listener, I'm aware of the issue, taking care of it. Don't you worry, be back up in no time. But you can also listen to us on Spotify as well and watch a video version of each episode on youtube all links for all that are in the description below you can also find us on facebook instagram and twitter you can also check out our instagram because we've been putting up some good content on there like uh, and when hanging up some new stuff on our <laughs> studio wall here it looks so great it looks really yes, nice we got now. so much new stuff and we rearranged a little bit but mogan uh, we have video proof of mogan hitting my finger with a hammer so it's, it really uh, it's was on there. accident because i was like oh i'm gonna hit your finger ha 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 and then we tried it and did i did it, <laughs> which for a moment because you had just said it i thought you did it on purpose to be funny it was not <laughs> it was an accident <laughs> but no, we got some new stuff up here. We got this little, uh, we got this new piece of art that features Mario and Luigi being chased by Boba Fett and a Goomba and an ATST Walker from Star Wars. Move the Bastion over here to be next to Mogan. We have this amazing hand painted original art original artwork of Donkey Kong himself, painted by none other than the talented Samantha Janae, my beautiful bride. She is talented as fuck. And she makes cool shit like this. So this has been added to the wall as well. And then we got a little watcher up here from uh, Horizon Zero Dawn. You also notice that Yoshi and Zenyatta are now holding, holding hands. hands. Best friends yeah, forever. BFFs. BFFs. They're both so peaceful. New, this is actually an original Nintendo Power magazine advertising Super Star Wars for the NES. It's a sick cover. It's like very That's nice. a cool it's a, looking it's cover. It's awesome what combination. Year, what year was that? All right, I got to look at it. That is, it looks very 80s. It's got to be the 80s. Oh, yeah, I know it's 80s. Ah, crap. 86, that's my guess. I don't see it on here. Oh, it's probably on the back. Quick, probably. turn it around. It's a glass oh, case. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Is that Santa Claus? <laughs> oh, for the Super NES, then. Uh, yeah, so Super, oh, yeah, duh, Super Star Wars. So it's Star Wars for the SNES, not the NES. Oh, okay. Is that '86? Was I right? I, it's somewhere around there. I'll have to check it. But I'll no, it so up. we got that. Yeah, we got that original uh, Nintendo Power magazine. That was a uh, half price books find, and I was pretty proud. Oh, of that very one. nice. Good pay. old HPB. Oh yeah, they got good stuff there. But anyway, also. <laughs> You can follow our Discord channel, which the link is for that below as well. And that all leads into this next part, which we're a completely listener-supported show. And if you'd like to support us because you really enjoy what we're creating for you each and every week, you can head over to patreon.com slash teamchatpodcast, where it's for as little as a dollar a month. You can support the show and in return get cool perks like getting the episodes early before their general Tuesday release and access to a private channel on our Discord server, The Rogues Gallery, where you and your fellow patrons can interact with us in the channel on there and it's a lot of fun so check it out good discussion over in there lately i was wrong it's 92 really yeah i thought it was an early 80s one it looks like it whatever the point is but regardless it's still nintendo power with super star wars nes so it's a great combination of video games and star wars two things i love really those are your two favorite two favorite things and then sam no sam's still above (laughs) but it's those things of physical material things there we go there we go that's all it is but before we get into today's topic we do have to make another announcement. Remember, everyone, by now the contest has gone live in your attempt to win 
a vinyl copy. Might have to bring it in a little bit so it's in focus yeah. over here. We can shut down this a little bit. But yeah. a, a copy of The Last of Us soundtrack volume two. So it's music from the DLC left behind on vinyl from Mondo. So check it out. You can hit us up the, the link down there. The contest will run through May 4th. So f- click on that link. Enter in our giveaway to try to win this really amazing soundtrack. So it's too bad it's not a Star Wars soundtrack to line up with made. Wouldn't 4th. that work? Ah, uh, Jared, come on! <laughs> I'm not giving away my Star Wars soundtracks on vinyl though, so those are those are prize possessions right there. But anyway, so go enter and all that. But then now it is time to get a little bit of news and find out what games are coming out soon. Indeed, it is a in our moment re- with Mogan. Yeah, it is a release packed month as we already discussed uh, last week and that trend continues. So as of this episode's air date on April 26th, we have Anno 1800 for PC, that is spelled A N N O Anno 1800. There's also Final Fantasy 10 and 102 HD remaster for Xbox One and the Switch of all things. All right. Uh, I know that Bro Mogan is really excited about that because 10 is one of his favorites. Um, I, I adore 10 myself. 10 too. Meh, it's okay. It's yeah, all right. Yeah. I do like the fashion. Uh, that's also April 16th. Tanks Meet Zombies for the Switch, also coming out April 16th. Wasteland 2 for the Switch, April 16th. World War Z, a lot of zombie stuff mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Uh, for PS4, Xbox One, and PC, April 16th. And then coming very soon on April 17th, we have Truber Brook for the PS4, Xbox One, and Switch. That rings a bell, but I can't remember why. It's not ringing a bell in my head. I think I've seen stuff about it, and it is cool, maybe. I don't know. I'd have to, cool. <laughs> I'd have to look more into it. Yeah, how that for great commentary. And then, of course, one thing that everybody should be really excited about, Cuphead, making its way to the Switch yes. on April 18th. And then very shortly after that, Our World is Ended, presumably because of Cuphead's difficulty on April 18th. But Our World is Ended <laughs> comes out for PS4 April 19, and that rounds out the near future for April. Boom. So a couple of other stories, though, that did break within the last week that I wanted to talk about and bring up is finally the long-awaited feature that PlayStation users have been longing for. The ability to change your online ID is upon us. And by long-awaited, we mean since they started having PSNs. Yeah. You've never been able to change it. Nope. Never have been able to. finally can. Finally can. So, I mean, obviously, they're like they announced when they first initially announced that this was going to be a thing, they said we are anticipating some issues with some things not syncing up correctly, and there are they have run into some of those issues. So they did, though, on the PlayStation blog, you can head over there, they have a full FAQ all about this feature where you can learn all about the different things, like how many times you can change your name, can you revert back to an old name if you start having issues, what games don't work, which games do work. All those different things are all outlined in that in this blog article, so it's a really good read. You should go check that out. But I, for one... I'm excited. You should be. I'm also, as I tweeted and talked about on our Discord, I'm very nervous because (laughs) I'm terrible at picking names. And so I hate my current name, Dogtown underscore Warrior. Don't like it. Don't like it at all. And I want to change it. It's pretty bad. It is. And so I want to change it to something that makes more sense and is way more applicable to me and who I am as a person now. But that's very difficult to do for me, to narrow down all the different options. So it's going to take a long time of reflection and thought. 
to be able to glean this. I reached out for support in, from the patrons for, or just our Discord in general, just asking for some different uh, suggestions of what I could my, possibly uh, be. My personal favorite nomination from one of the listeners was uh, Cat City Soldier. Yes. It's <laughs> arguably the best one. It's pretty good. I laughed really hard <laughs> I, when I, I it like, It actually took me a minute. I was like, that's a terrible name. And then, then I was like, right, oh well, my God, it's, like it's so funny. of Dogtown Warriors. So, <laughs> it's hysterical. Yeah, it's hysterical. For those of you who have not heard the story before, I'll make it brief, but I thought was trying to think of this name of my PSN when I got it and I was watching at the time the movie Lords of Dogtown which is about skaters and I've never skated a day in my life and for some reason I combined that with Warrior and was like boom there we go that's an amazing name quickly regretted it later and I've been stuck with it you weren't since. even playing like Tony Hawk's pro no. whatever come on I know none, none of it it made literally no sense at all Jared. so but yeah so I want to change it really bad but it's one of those things I'm I'm interested to see what as more people use this and see what issues do come up, because I definitely not that I necessarily see myself really going back and replaying things on the PS3 or like the PS2 or Vita and th- things like that, which they did say like they don't really work with those games as much. Interesting. You can again read up on it on the offic- on the official blog article, but still, it's I can't decide if at this point it's worth it. Depending also, especially on what backward compatibility will look like in the future. Like I'm thinking, I might. Honestly, wait until the PS5 comes out, and I know oh, if that's going to be a thing. If, because if I can just get all the games that I have on the PS3, like re-download them like with the Xbox One where you can do the backwards compatibility where you just right. stick the disc in and it downloads a compatible version. If I can do that with my PS3 games or older games, then I don't care if it's going to screw up things from that. So, uh, you know, at that point, fine. It happens. It happens, but I can still play the games and it's not going to mess up anything or lose anything from the, that I've collected or progressed through those games. So... I am excited about it because, yes, I want to change the name. And it's one of those things I've had the name there, and that was the one place I didn't – I couldn't change it. So I just kept it uniform across everything. So it's a, it'll be a wonderful breath of fresh air whenever I can get it. So Indeed. looking forward to that one a lot. The second bit of news is that as of today, of this recording actually, which is, in fact, April 11th, a teased image for Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order was leaked through an Amazon as reported by Wario64 on Twitter. And – I gotta say, it's a beautiful piece of art. I saw the image. It didn't mean anything to me. Didn't really necessarily so, mean anything to me in his story, because I don't know who the person in the trailer was. In my Twitter feed, I just, as you would say, uh, kept scrolling. Just scrolled right on by. But that's just me. Yeah. But, so, if you want to be, not be spoiled what this is, stop listening for a few seconds. But if you don't care about being spoiled what it is, or you want to go look for it for yourself, here's what it looked like. It was a snowy landscape. There was a crashed Star Destroyer that looked like it had been deteriorated slash picked through quite a bit in the background. But in the foreground was a Jedi with his lightsaber lit and a little robot floating in front of him. Or, well, we don't know if he's a Jedi. Could be, you know, because it's fallen order. So is this a Jedi on the run? I don't know. Does that make him not a Jedi? No, it doesn't make him not a Jedi. <laughs> but it's just like, is he a part? Is he what is called in the in the Star Wars universe a gray Jedi, like one who's not on the light or the dark side? So like, it's all. There's a lot of mystery still about this game that we don't know about because we haven't seen anything official. Now, caveat to this, though, we are recording on April 11th. This Saturday at Star Wars Celebration in Chicago, they are having a panel on Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. Very cool. And they're going to show the trailer there, which I'm assuming is when we'll also get a release date for this game, which I personally right now am predicting is going to be late September, early October, because they're already saying it's coming out this year. Oh, we just don't know okay. the specific window. I was going to say, I strongly doubted So I bet it's late September, date. like last two weeks of September or the first two weeks of, of October. Watch it be May 4th. 
if that happened, I will lose my shit because that would be amazing. They're just going to pull a Nintendo and be like, and it's out right now. Which I would immediately run to the fastest oh retailer gosh. because I would need that on fi- on physical copy so I could install it faster than my internet could download it and be playing that puppy immediately. Exactly. So I'm very excited about that. Now, also, if there were any updates from Star Wars Celebration about this game, check to my Twitter. I might actually try. I'm going to be out of town at my sister's wedding, you know, this coming weekend. But so, which is more important, right? Star Wars or your sister's wedding? I mean, I wedding? have to say Star, my sister's wedding. I stumbled <laughs> over my words, but I mean my sister's wedding. Obviously, I'm very excited for you, Peyton. It's going to be a great day. But anyway, uh, so I'm very excited about that game. But I will be tweeting out my reactions or even hopefully maybe do, if I can pull it out, a uh, pull it off a reaction video how to funny the would it be like if you were clearly in like the pews of your sister's wedding that would be hilarious very quietly having a reaction you're just like oh my god oh my god i'm gonna do that though ruin so her day funny. but we'll get so many likes and views <laughs> you just need a really big hat that you can hide behind yeah, <laughs> that no. would make sense you're from texas right no i'm from oklahoma you live in texas i live in same texas. thing yeah that's true <laughs> but anyway super hype for jedi star wars fallen order it's or star wars jedi fallen order I'm excited I keep wanting for to call you. it Fallen Jedi. Well, let's but. just cut to the chase. Fallen Jedi. No, I gotta say it correct. <laughs> I gotta keep it real. All right, but we're gonna move on to our topic of today, which we're talking about unsung heroes. And I'm pretty excited about this one because this is a kind of an interesting one. It's similar, I think, in a little bit to our non-playable characters episodes that we've done yeah. where we talk about some of our favorite side characters, different things that you interact with in games. But this one I think is a different hint to it because we're looking at ones who maybe did had some great contribution that has just been overlooked or people don't give them enough credit for what they do contribute to the story do contribute to the main characters and the world at large so i have a couple good picks one that i'm like really excited about and then we also have some from our patrons as well which we definitely do we want to start with the patron ones because they're pretty good let's start with half of them Half and then of we'll them. close with a second half. I don't know where that half intersp- point is. Interspace in between these two. Uh, do we want to pull it up on the Discord real quick so we can, or I'll pull it up on here while you're doing that. But okay. No, let's just do them all right now. We're going to kick things off with our patrons. We reached out to them on our Rogues Gallery channel on Discord and asked them for some of their submissions into this category as well. So we're going to kick it off with some of those. Mogan, read us that first one. All right, so we're going to start us off with Riven's commentary. So he says, maybe it's just me. I didn't actually know about this until way later when someone mentioned it offhandedly, but I got the biggest one of all, Satoru Iwata, who cut his salary in half so employees wouldn't have to be fired when the Wii U tanked. Pretty impressive. And I feel like if you're not a fan of Nintendo, you know, you def- or that you don't even... Not that you're not a fan of Nintendo, but that you don't keep up with the Nintendo right. news. Follow it really Yeah, closely. really is the way that it should be phrased. Because you could play every Yoshi game out there. But if you're not actively, you know, on Tumblr or Twitter or somewhere out there trolling for Nintendo conspiracy theories yep. or even real facts like this one is, uh, you may not know that that's uh, true. The head of Nintendo cut his salary massively so that when the Wii U was doing terribly, his own employees wouldn't have to be fired. Mm-hmm. And I feel like in comparison to other highly publicized uh, similar closings of studios that we've seen in the past couple of years. That's the kind of personal responsibility that I wish we would see a lot more of. Yes, I agree. Uh, definitely an unsung hero in that case. Uh, much celebrated for everything else that he has ever done, but right, in but this specific specifically case. that fits to this category of what we're talking exactly. about today. Uh, so let's see. The next one we had was 
Ark, who said that Yoshi is an unsung hero, and she included a hilarious gift. It's really funny. Of, uh, she, but she said that Yoshi, whenever Mario uses him to get an extra jump to a ledge, she posted this gif of Mario doing it and, and like showing mad Yoshi as he's falling to his death, but then Mario like flipping him off. Yeah, Mario like does a flip and then flips him off. As oh, he, it's like, hilarious, it's but true. really funny. Yoshi, you know, he is... Without without him, Mario would not be able to make some of those jokes. I found out through attempting to find the perfect reaction to that gif that Discord, or at least our Discord channel, doesn't have a dinosaur emoji. Yeah, the closest is this like it's an alligator. Li- an alligator? Yeah, we, okay, so we need to make an emoji. I was for that. furious. Yeah. Or at least a Yoshi one, even. Yeah, right. What's up with that? I actually didn't type in Yoshi. There might be a Yoshi. <laughs> don't don't look. <laughs> uh, but then moving right along, we have Animal Crossing Queen, aka friend of the show Fuchsia. So she says, "I was going to say Tom Nook, but I figured that would be typical of me, and also not everyone's into hearing my rambles about Tom Nook. So I will help her and say that Tom Nook." Is an unsung well, hero. Well, and Ark brought him up too, so I was gonna still exactly, include Exactly, yeah. I mean, he's the true hero of Animal Crossing in that he will loan you as much money as you need. He doesn't do a credit check. He's just like, oh, you need some money? Yeah, here, take all these bells. And he'll help you build your house with, again, no collateral. And he's like, you can pay back the money whenever you want. Oh, there's no interest. Yeah, sure, I'll just be here when you get back. And it's like, oh my god. You're an Tom. A kind, generous man. Thomas Nook. Raccoon. What? Yeah, right. Tanuki? I'm just kidding. Sure. He's a raccoon. <laughs> <laughs> but what a kind soul. And yes. truly an unsung hero. Truly, truly. Then we had Bro Mogan coming in saying the single biggest unsung hero in all of gaming has to be Luigi. Even when he finally gets his own game, Luigi's Mansion, there's an entire button dedicated to him just yelling, Mario! <laughs> My boy just can't get out of Mario's shadow. That's true. So even though, uh, I was going to say Yoshi again, even though Luigi has made his way into uh, a few of his own games, and obviously many, many Mario games throughout the years, they're almost never his own games. Very true. And even when they are, he still can't seem to catch a break. Very Poor true. Luigi. And then to close this house, we have Destroya. He says, how about Ralph Bear for creating the first video game console, the Brown Box, which would become the Magnavox Odyssey. He's mentioned in various video game history books, but he's not exactly in the public consciousness. And I have no idea who this dude is, so I clearly am super out of the loop on my video juego history. But I mean, so basically he is like destroy said, he created what it was, you know, in creating that he actually in creating the first video game console, like he came over from Germany to escape, you know, the Nazis and all that stuff in world oh war two and set up in there and was then through, you know, I'm not particularly full in all the knowledge about it. So I don't want to spout inaccuracies, but still, yes, he was a very much a founding father of video games. And when destroy was talking about uh, several video game books that he's history of, I actually read one that talked about him quite a bit and it's called a uh, bit by bit, how video games transformed our world by Andrew Irvin. So you can see this on here, but I read this a little while ago and it was a really great, not a super big read, but still a nice deep dive onto some of the older games and original games and original systems that Ralph Bayer and, and company had their hands in. So it was uh, so yes, definitely would recommend looking more into his life. But now that we've completed our patron submissions, it's time to jump into our own. Do you want to kick it off or should I kick I it off? I think I'll kick us off. Go for it. I think I've got a pretty good one. It's also one of the more recent ones. Well, actually, but all of mine are kind of recent. Anyways, who cares? So I want to nominate for my first unsung hero, the noble construction worker, Hudson. 
from Breath of the Wild. All right. Do you know who Hudson is? I have not met Hudson Have you yet. heard them sing the tales of his greatness? I have not. Of but course not. the only not. other character that because I have... Because he's unsung. That's true. <laughs> I did just run into Beetle for the first time. Oh my God, really? Yes. You're such a scrub. <laughs> okay. I told you. It's the first time. Oh, I should have picked Beetle. What was I thinking? But you've talked about Beetle in a long ago oh, episode. Beetle. But tell me about I, this Hudson. I love Why Beetle. Why is he an unsung hero? So Hudson is truly an unsung hero when you think about it in the broader context. So, of course, the world of Breath of the Wild is kind of this semi-dystopian future where humanity has kind of collapsed as a functioning civilization that's really connected. Mm -hmm. And it's just sort of these spread out random towns all over the place. Like you have your dirt paths with merchants, for example, like Beetle who go back and forth. But you don't really get the sense that there's, you know, a functioning government, for example. They don't really have those kinds of resources. And there aren't that many people period. Like, there aren't that many occupants in the world of Breath of the Wild. So it seems mind-blowing to me that a humble construction worker like Hudson would agree and then follow through on his given task of going out into the wilderness and creating a town from scratch. Mm. So the lead-up to this is that when Link gets to Hateno Village, I think that may have been the episode where we talked about video game worlds we want to live in, or maybe like where you want to retire. I think just where we want to live. Where in. we want to that live. That was a long time yes, ago. Yes, that was a long time ago. And I think maybe me and Zach both said Hateno Village because yeah, it's the right. best place in Breath of the Wild. It's so peaceful. I don't know. And I kind of like Kakarino Village. Kakariko? Kakariko Village, sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> anyways. <laughs> anyways. So when just, you just go when you get to Hateno, uh, you find a like really worn down house. And it's not looking good. It's basically like a shack that needs a lot of work. Mm-hmm. And you as Link can actually purchase it from construction companies. So Bolson. I think it's Bolson Construction Company. Uh, I hope I'm right about that. I can't. All of their names end in San. S-O-N. Oh, okay. So I think it's Bolson Construction. But um, anyways, if you purchase the house, some of the other construction workers like the boss and one other guy and Hudson will all like get started on working on your house. And once it's more or less built, Bolson then sends Hudson away. He's like, okay, go out there and build some other shit. And Hudson's like, okay, I'll do it. Like with no, I mean, sure, he's employed still, but he's just out there on his own in a land full of creatures that could kill him at any time. Mm -hmm. He has no armor. He's got like his hammer, I guess, but he's not a warrior. He's like kind of a pudgy little construction worker. And somehow, against all odds, he makes his way to this beautiful little peninsula out over a lake, and he goes, this is the spot. I'm going to build a town right here. Mm-hmm. And of course, he has Link help him along the way. He needs materials. Right. He needs some stuff. But the actual work, that's all Hudson. When you bring him wood, when you bring him steel or gems or whatever it is that he needs, you leave. And you're like, bye, Hudson. Good luck, buddy. And he's like, cool. I'm going to make a functioning town out of this. And he goes out of his way to build beautiful homes for people, Mm -hmm. set up little shop areas for them out in the marketplace, and then little by little, as more people hear of the greatness of Hudson's town, they move in. There's even a wedding at the end. Spoiler alert, sorry. (laughs) Because it's uh, it's an ongoing side quest, basically. But I just always like to think back on the noble Hudson, out in the wilds of Breath of the Wild, it's really redundant, and I'm sad. That, I'm sad that I said it now that I have. But he's just out there doing his thing, yeah. and I feel like he's an everyday 
unsung hero that deserves, I don't know, a really, really big town that someday is even larger than his peninsula and that even is maybe under the lake, like he manages Ooh. to get underwater like the Sora do. That'd be cool. Yeah, I have, I have ideas, Hudson. Give me a call. <laughs> so, yeah, my first one is Hudson. Hudson. From Breath of the Wild. From Breath of the Wild. Well, there we go. So my first one is another character that I definitely don't think gets enough praise for what he does and how he helps out the main character in this story <laughs> over a period of really years, I suppose. Can I guess? Sure. Darth Vader. No. He helps Luke by helping him build character. <laughs> <laughs> Realizing the true Jedi within him. Exactly. <laughs> well, yes, I guess. But technically that falls into movies and it's got to be, you know, video games, oh, I man. guess. But okay. still, uh, no. So my pick is the character Uncle from Red Dead Redemption. Oh, the first one. The first one. I know He's nothing the about Red Dead. As well, which gives me a little bit more background for why I think Uncle is an unsung hero. So... In Red Dead Redemption, when you meet him, if I'm remembering correctly, you don't meet him unless and until late into the late game when, spoilers for a really old game, you meet up again with John Marston's family. So when you find out from Red Dead Redemption 2 that Uncle and John Marston were both members of the Dutch Vander- Vanderland gang that you are a part of as you're, when you're playing through Red Dead Redemption 2 as Arthur Morgan, you interact with the other gang members a lot as you wander around the camp and all this different stuff. And you can talk to uncle and really see what it's like in the camp through him. And he is often belittled, picked on by a lot of people in the camp, including yourself because they kind of claim to be like, call him like an old drunk, an old man, blah, blah, blah. So he gets picked on a lot and really kind of shit on by the Vanderlyn gang as a whole. But then when you jump to the now, I haven't finished Red Dead Redemption 2 yet, so I don't know how his arc necessarily progresses much more in the story or how if this is fleshed out a little bit more. But still, when you meet him in Red Dead Redemption, he is still with John Marston. And when he's but not with John Marston in like your companion throughout the game, but he's been helping John or he's been helping to take care of John's wife and young son. So what a nice guy. Exactly. Even though he got put through all this shit, really, as in Red Dead Redemption 2 and all the belittling when he was part of the gang, he still stuck it out with John Marston. That's what I'm interested to see in Red Dead Redemption 2 is if there there is like a storyline that shows them growing closer together or maybe even if it's even resolved why Uncle goes with John. But what are you going to say? Prediction. Prediction. <laughs> Uncle burns down the camp after one too many jibes. Oh, no. And then he meets up with that wife and kid, and they, they have a fun time. I don't know. But yeah, that camp's <laughs> getting burned down. But so, <laughs> why? I, think, I don't know if it's going to go that dark. I mean, the game is probably going to get dark, but I don't oh, know if it's going to be dark. It's going to be jubilant because <laughs> Uncle is finally free. <laughs> no, I don't know. But uh, they're going to play Freddie Mercury's Born Free in the background. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be beautiful. (laughs) But anyway, so but why I think he's an unsung hero is not only does he take it upon himself to help John Marston take care of his family when John has to go and hunt down other members of the Vandalin gang in Red Dead Redemption at the very end of the game. And again, spoilers for an old game. But when the government agents betray or double cross John Marston and attack him at his home. Once he's already done what they needed for him and he's returned back to his farm with his family and uncle, the government agents can start coming after him and a big shootout occurs in the shootout. Uncle is there fighting right next to John Marston helping while his wife and son get to safety and so we can get him into the barn and all this stuff and winds up getting shot and killed. So, you know, not only did he, you know, Put up with all the stuff when they were part oh of the Vandalin gang and part of that family. He, you know, made all, 
with John Marston, you know, put his faith in John and, you know, and was there for when John needed him most, when you know, he couldn't be with his family. And he winds up paying the ultimate sacrifice. Oh, my protecting God. Him. So I uncle. think Uncle deserves to be an unsung hero that poor of guy. the Red Dead series. Good for him. I know. Also, I don't know why I said Born Free. That's a completely different song. It's Break Free. I want to break yes, free. Yeah. I want to break free. Which I had in my head saying yeah, no, born in, free. And I was like, in my head, I was like, I know I'm thinking of the right, right song, but I'm not <laughs> like the words are not correct. So sorry, Freddie, my bad. <laughs> I think he'll forgive. You. I think he'll forgive me. He seems a forgiving soul. So what is your second pick? So I'm realizing now that I think about it, I might just have like a soft spot in my heart for like pudgy wanderers okay. because, <laughs> because like I'm really like thinking it out and I'm like, huh, there's a lot of similarities here. So my first one being Hudson. Mm-hmm. You know, he's a dude that goes out into the world on his own, makes his way, more or less, he is employed. And my next one is similar, but I feel like even more of a pioneer in terms of how harsh the environment he has to uh, survive and how bleak his earnings must be. Okay. I can't imagine that his business is doing super well. Can you guess? Well, I mean, we already mentioned Beetle. I don't, I doubt. So So he, he is kind of a merchant. Okay. And actually like, hang on to that name, like Beetle, like think about what could have to do with maybe bugs. And merchants. Oh, it's got to be somebody from Hollow Knight. It's got to be somebody from Hollow Knight. But I'm blanking I'm on the names. I'm not sure if you would have their... made it far enough oh, wait. yet. Is it the map dude? It's Cornifer. Okay. Yeah. Yes, I have. <laughs> awesome. I have met Cornifer. So Cornifer is my. Well, actually, Cornifer and his wife Iselda. Mm-hmm. So uh, they are kind of a team. But Cornifer is the one that you interact with the most. So imagine the world of Hollow Knight. So if you've never played it, it's of course a 2D side-scroller game. The environment, though, is incredibly rich and detailed and dark. Mm -hmm. So, of course, uh, all of the denizens of Hollow Knight are actually bugs. Even the knight himself is based on some sort of bug, and all of the creatures you encounter are modeled after some real-life creature. I actually don't know what Cornifer is. He might be a cricket. I think him and Zelda are crickets, maybe. But he's a really yeah. fat cricket, <laughs> like I'm real grande. Kind of beetle, but yeah, he's, big he, guy. he's like a portly dude. <laughs> um, and so when you first roll into this tiny town, and this is very early game, so I don't feel bad about spoilers. When you first roll into Dirtmouth, the uh, first in, the first town that you officially get to in Hollow Knight, there's like one old guy, a shop. And then the map store. And the map store is occupied, of course, by Cornifer and Zelda. But throughout the world of Hollow Knight, which is shockingly expansive for being a 2D game, mm. in every new area that you encounter, if you don't have the map for that area, you are boned. Right. Because it is such, you know, people don't really give as much credence to the complexity of 2D maps uh, as they do to necessarily 3D ones. But I feel like it is so much harder to organize orient yourself without being able to look in all directions. So when you're trying to get from point A to point B and you're, you kind of know where you're going, but not really in a game like hollow Knight, if you take a wrong turn and you're at low health and you really need to get to like a save point or a bench and heal up, Mm -hmm. if you go down the wrong way and encounter an enemy that you know is going to kill you, you're screwed. You're definitely going to die. Yeah. You're just totally boned. 
And that's why you need heroes, true heroes like Cornifer. Because again, no armor. He appears to not be able to fight even a little. He's down there with like a backpack, a bunch of pencils and pens, and like a crap ton of paper. To the extent that like you follow paper trails to find Cornifer in every which I think map is a location. great mechanic. Can we it's talk about that really, for a second? It, first of all, it's a great mechanic. You can also sometimes hear him singing before you meet him because somehow, even in this dark, depressing world of Hollow Knight, Cornifer is like an upbeat guy. Yeah. Like when you run into him, he's always humming and singing while he's making his maps and he's like oh how fancy meeting you here good fellow it's only when you get to some of the truly dangerous levels uh that cornifer is like oh my god like even i'm kind of shaking in my boots here i don't like this either take this map so that i can leave and go back to my beautiful wife and then of course speaking of his beautiful wife when you get back up to the surface uh you can purchase additional materials from Izelda, and you do get so this is a very slight spoiler maybe it's mostly just lore at this point you can get internal thoughts from Zelda that at one point, apparently, she herself was a warrior. Oh, but she mans the shop because she loves Cornifer and she thinks to herself, I'm glad I put down my nail, which in the world of Hollow Knight is her sword. She's like, I'm glad I laid down my sword for this quiet life for Cornifer. I'm really happy here. And it's but like, is it oh that much God. of a quiet life if Cornifer's risking his life to well, map out these dangerous quiet areas? it's for her. She oh, gets man. to have a chill time at the shop, which really is super backwards. Cornifer cannot fight. Why isn't Zelda down there? She should at least go with him. But again, somebody has to keep the shop open because when you're one customer, the the night, when the night rolls up and he's like, yes, I need to purchase additional maps and a bunch of map pins so that I can find my way around. She's like, cool, take all this crap, whatever. Take this quill so that you can draw stuff. And when they're eventually out of stuff and once you have eventually gotten all of the maps available. If you go back to the map store, you finally see Cornifer in it, sleeping happily in his bunk in the background. Aww. It's like a rest well earned, my dude. Yes. How would anyone get around? How would the knight make his way? How would anyone know anything about Hallownest without the heroism of Cornifer? Very true. What an honorable An excellent nomination bug. An excellent for an nomination. unsung hero. Indeed. Cornifer. And what a fun name. I know, too. It is. It really is. So my second pick, and my and this one is the one that I was really excited about, because it's a character, even though I've talked about the game. Darth Vader. You're close. Oh, my God. Boba Fett? No. Wait, shit. Um, um, okay. Uh, uh, I was going to say... You're, An- you're going to... I was going to say Anakin, and then I remembered that that is Darth Vader. So I doubt you're going to guess the character. Dang it. But you could probably guess the game, though. Samuel L. Jackson? That's a character. Dark Forces. Boom. Okay, yes. <laughs> but Dark Forces is the game. And the character I'm going to talk about, while not the who you may think, Kakotar, no, I am going to talk about... Qui-Gon Jinn. No. Dang it. His okay. trusty partner and co-pilot and friend and eventual lover, Jan Ors. Jan Ors? Yes. So this is kind of a deep cut. Again, if you're a fan, unless you're a fan of like the Dark Forces series or the Jedi Knight series. And... Where Jan and both Kyle play a vital role. But so my initial thought when I was researching for this topic was Jan Orr's awesome because, you know, without her, Kyle couldn't get to his missions and all this stuff because he brings her on because of how great of a partner and pilot she is to fly their ship, the Moldy Crow, to all the different. Moldy Crow? I know it's a really great title, right? His name is Kyle? Kyle Katan. Kyle the Jedi. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) But he's not a Jedi in Dark Forces. He doesn't know about his true force potential yet. (laughs) 
So anyway, she's awesome for that reason alone. She's a badass pilot, gets him out of dangerous, sticky situations all the time. But here's the thing and why Jan Ors is an unsung hero. And I really uncovered this as I did more of my research. And I think she deserves a bigger spotlight than she gets. Because she, way before the events of Dark Forces, was a member of the Special Forces for the planet Alderaan, which was the one destroyed in A New Hope by the Death Star. I did at least so know that So she's got much. a big chip on her shoulder about towards the Empire for that reason alone. But she was able to, throughout the course of her being a Special Forces soldier, meets Kalkatarn when he was a member of the Empire on one of her <gasps> missions. But then later, on another time, she, she interacts with him again in part of a mission where she relays to him that his father was actually murdered by the Empire. So it's a lot of like a little bit of backstory here. But that event, her meeting him those two times and telling him about the murder of his father at the hands of the Empire is what forces Kyle Katarn to defect from the Empire, becoming a rogue mercenary slash member of the Rebel Alliance. Oh my God. Which allows for him to be picked for these missions that take place in the Dark Forces games. Whoa. So... Basically, without Jan Ors and her influence on Kyle Katarn and getting him to leave the Empire, there would be no Kyle Katarn, a.k.a. no Dark Forces games. A.k.a. granted not canon anymore since Disney did away with it all, but the Death Star plans would not have been stolen, leading to the defeat of the Empire. So, she's integral to a lot of parts of the Star Wars universe, not only what's included in the video games. And because of that, Jan Ors is an unsung hero of Dark Forces. What a badass. Right? Just like, I don't know, who's that other old guy? Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes. <laughs> I was struggling to find Jedi names. <laughs> but there we go. She is a hero. Uncle's a hero. Cornifer's a Cornifer's hero. Cornifer's a hero. Hudson's and a hero. Hudson's a hero. <laughs> the great unsung heroes of video games, volume one. <laughs> Someday. <laughs> we'll surely re- revisit this topic as oh, we play more games. Cornifer and Zelda. That's right. Cornifer Can't forget and her. Zelda. <laughs> But before we go, we do have to do our soundtrack spotlight for this week, which we're bringing it back from one of the old games that we mentioned in this episode, Star Wars Dark Forces. We're going to do the main theme, which is a very old retro style version, a retro rendition is a better word, of John Williams' classic theme. But the main music of Dark Forces was composed by Clint Bajakian. So Dark Forces main theme coming at you after the close But until next time, I'm one of your hosts, Jarrett Wilson, joined by Rachel Mogan. Adios. We'll see you all next week for a brand new episode on Tuesday.